0: Welcome to This Week in Video Games, Episode 3. My name's Tom Kershaw and I hope you're doing well and you've had a good week. This is a podcast all about what's going on in the world of video games. This week, we'll take a look at initial thoughts on the Anthem Open demo and what's been going on at the VNA's Video Games Exhibition. In the news this week, we'll be discussing the rumoured Titanfall Battle Royale game, Resident Evil 2's Ghost Survivors DLC coming soon, Metro Exodus and the Epic Game Store, details on The Division 2's private beta, The Last Word finally coming to Destiny 2, and Twitch's streamer ad controversy. Finally, we'll take a look at what we've got coming up next week. If you want to get involved in the show, email us on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com. We're also available on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, so search This Week in Video Games on your favourite platform and join in the conversation. So first up this week, we're going to take a look at some initial thoughts on the Anthem Open Demo. This weekend, players had their chance to finally get their hands on the Anthem Open Demo. Anthem's an online multiplayer action RPG. It's highly anticipated by fans of the genre, and it's at the top of many people's most anticipated games list of 2019. It follows hot in the footsteps of Bungie's Destiny, released in 2014. BioWare are shifting their focus from single player games to the online multiplayer live service game model. As a year one Destiny player, I've been looking forward to Anthem since its reveal back at E3 in 2017. Since then there's been a lot of speculation and reservations raised by the community, but I dove in with an open mind. The demo allows you to level up from level 10 uh, to level 15. You've got a chance to play a handful of story missions, free play and a stronghold and that's the equivalent to a strike in Destiny. You start out in Fort Tarsis, effectively your home base, where you can interact with NPCs and get objectives and missions and things like that. The missions are fun, and free play is a good chance to try out new javelins as they feel quite unique and varied. The strongholds are a little tougher, and you get a sense of the battles you're gonna go up against in the full game. The graphics are beautiful, and the sound is awesome. So I played on a PC. Uh, It's an i7 with a 1070 graphics card, eight gig of RAM. headphones throughout the demo. The detail out there in the wilds is fantastic. The sound is engrossing, uh, taking you really into the moment. Both I'd say are really high points for the game. The gameplay itself is fun as you take your freelancer out into the lush jungle and it reminded me a lot of Pandora from Avatar, a living world full of enemies and life. Flying is a huge part of Anthem's appeal and it's a gameplay mechanic that sets it apart from the likes of Destiny. It took me some time to adjust to the vertical nature of the playstyle, however. I'm used to battling with enemies on the ground, hiding behind rocks and uh, taking up snipe positions. However, Anthem offers something a little bit different with the flying. If you've ever watched a Marvel movie and wanted to know what it feels like flying around like Iron Man, then this game could be for you. There's no doubt the flying feels great. So you've got your standard guns, grenades and ultimate abilities, as well as defensive capabilities. Playing as a Ranger, I could fly in, take out a few enemies with my auto rifle or pistol, and then switch it up with a few grenades. Each Javelin's got its ultimate ability, which you can unleash after a few minutes' cooldown. The battles and the enemies are varied. The strongholds in particular are challenging, and the mechanic of the end boss and the stronghold was really, really good fun. So everyone in the demo starts out as a Ranger at level 10. At level 12, you've got the chance to choose another Javelin. I chose the Storm, and man, that was fun. So there's four Javelins you can choose from in the full game. You've got a Ranger, who's a kind of solid all-round Javelin. You've got Storm, that's a kind of mage-style elemental Javelin with kind of fire and ice abilities. You have the Interceptor, that's like a ninja-style Javelin, fast movement, um, quick attacks, things like that. And then you've got Colossus, he's a heavy-hitting tank of the group. During my time in the demo, I played as a Ranger and a Storm. As you progress through the missions, you pick up various pieces of loot, uh, but rather than opening packages along the way, you get the loot at the end, uh, including weapons, abilities and perks. The Forge offers you a chance to customise your javelin with a huge array of options. So I enjoyed my time with the Anthem demo, trying out the various javelins, weapons and testing out the gameplay loop. The battles are frantic and playing with friends would be great. Hopefully BioWare will continue their history of great storytelling blending elements of online multiplayer action RPG. As with many live service games, it will be interesting to see how BioWare plan to support the game. There's reports out now regarding the endgame, and apparently there's three strongholds in the initial endgame. We'll have to see if it satisfies the audience in terms of content. I'm interested to see what happens with raid-like content in Anthem, as BioWare have been fairly tight-lipped so far. It was unfortunate that the game got off to a bumpy start with the VIP demo weekend. However, personally I didn't encounter any of those issues this weekend, so hopefully Bioware have kind of got a handle on all those technical issues. It'll be interesting to see what happens when the game releases and how the servers cope with the influx of new players on day one. It's not a new thing for big AAA games to have day one issues, uh, so hopefully they can get through that and uh, really kick things off well. At the moment, I think it's a bit too early to say whether it's going to be the huge success that Bioware and EA want it to be. I had fun doing the demo. However, I didn't really feel pulled back in. The battles felt quite similar. There wasn't a lot of variety in the guns and the reports of shallow end game They're a little bit concerning. However, if the game can get off to a solid start and build from there, it certainly has potential. I'll be playing Anthem for sure. But will I be playing it this time next year? I'm not really sure yet. So the game launches worldwide on the 22nd of February, 2019. So next up, we're gonna talk a little bit about the V&A's Design, Play, Disrupt exhibition going on at the moment. Design, Play, Disrupt is an exhibition looking at the design process in video games, industry issues, and cultural impact. There's four main sections to the exhibition, design process, industry discussion, cultural impact, and there's an interactive section at the end. I particularly enjoyed the design section, Uh, so they highlighted modern games including Journey, The Last of Us, Bloodborne, Splatoon, No Man's Sky. They show notes, um, sketches, uh, concept art and final shots from the game, and it's, it's really really nice to see. They also highlight some prototypes from early games as well, and it's really good to see the design process that goes into the games. So walking through the exhibition, we've got the industry discussion. There's professionals from the industry discussing technological and cultural impacts of the video game industry, including the role of guns in games historically, uh, breaking down various stereotypes in the industry. It's really, really interesting. And you can check out a video on thisweekinvideogames.com, which links through to the v website. So go and check it out. So walking through to the cultural impact section of the exhibition, you step into a huge theater to watch old League of Legends battles and EVE Online. Multiplayer games are the focus here, as video games have moved out from the single player story into the massive online battles that we know today. The final section of the exhibition is interactive. So you go into an interactive zone where you can play some kind of lesser known games, really get hands on uh, after a lot of kind of reading and watching. Uh, Overall, I really enjoyed my time at the exhibition. It's great to see behind the scenes of the design process giving you a glimpse of the hard work that goes into creating these worlds. Uh, the industry discussion section is really important as we look at the role of video games in society so if you're in london uh, and you get a chance to go to this exhibition uh, i'd really recommend it so it's on now at the V&A museum in london in the uk until the 24th of february 2019. okay next up we're going to have a look at the news so titanfall free to play battle royale apex legend is rumored to be released on monday So A new Battle Royale Apex Legends is about to enter the arena according to Rod Breslau on Twitter. Set in the world of Titanfall, the free to play game from EA's Respawn is rumoured to be coming to PC, Xbox and PS4 on Monday the 4th of February. This game will have up to 60 players in total and will feature solo and up to 3 player battles. It will be interesting to see how this game does in the crowded Battle Royale market. Uh, Blackout's been doing great business, and Fortnite has obviously become a global household name in the last 12 months. Can Apex Legends muscle in on the action? Epic have shown if you can get the Battle Royale formula right, then it can be a really good thing. So Respawn have been working on Apex Legends at the same time as working on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is due out later in the year. Next up we're going to talk a little bit about Resident Evil 2 Remake Ghost Survivors DLC. Fans of the recent Resident Evil 2 Remake won't have to wait long for more content with the upcoming release of Ghost Survivors DLC coming February 15th 2019. The DLC pack includes stories of three characters who never made out of Raccoon City. They include the gun shop owner, the mayor's daughter and a soldier. The Resident Evil 2 Remake has been a huge success as they shipped 3 million units worldwide in the first week of sales, according to Capcom. The game is available now for PS4, Xbox One and PC, and you can check out our initial thoughts on Resident Evil 2 Remake on the website at thisweekinvideogames.com. Next up we've got Metro Exodus exclusive on the Epic Games Store. So the Epic Games Store's drive for exclusive content continues with the addition of Metro Exodus from Deep Silver. Epic have got the ability to give their prospective developers a better deal than Steam, offering them an 88-12 split rather than Valve's 70-30, although games making between 10 million and 50 million reduces to an 80-20 split with Valve. and This has led to many game companies evaluating their distribution platforms for their games. It'll be interesting to see when Valve's approach will change in the face of such competition. Epic have got really deep pockets due to the wild success of Fortnite, so they can afford to do whatever it takes to get games over to their platform. And since the announcement, fans have taken to steam to leave their reviews on Metro games, and they're not wholly positive. (laughs) Next up, we've got Division 2's private beta details. Ubisoft told their fans what to expect from the public beta coming off February 7th, 2019. The game has shifted from the dark, dank streets of New York City to the lighter and more open setting of Washington, D.C. There are varied game modes to experience, and it feels like a good look at one of the most anticipated games of the year. Players will get a chance to rank up to level 7, explore a dark zone, do some side missions, and check out the 4v4 skirmish mode. On February 8th, players will be allowed to access endgame content for a level 30 character. This feels like a good move from Ubisoft, as many of these live games as a service tend to live or die by their endgame. Giving players a taste of what to come in the endgame can only be a good thing, so they get their chance to evaluate the gameplay loop and provide feedback to the developers during the beta. Many felt that by the end of the Division 1, developers were getting things right, and there's much anticipation for the next instalment of the franchise. The demo's available for all players who pre-order the game, and the game launches for PS4, PC and Xbox One on March 15th. So next up we're going to talk about Twitch, And they've announced they're going to stop running ads for streamers on other streamers channels. In December 2018, Twitch ran ads for Ninja's New Year's Eve stream. These ads unfortunately made their way to other streamers channels, leading to some creators venting their anger at the platform. Twitch recently sent an email to all of their creators saying, Since December, there's been two instances of ads on Twitch, which we believe help spotlight events taking place on site with some of our creators. We recognise that these good intentions cause concern from our broader Twitch creators and these ads may drive their audiences elsewhere and that ultimately we create a potential negative impact with our efforts. So it's good that Twitch have recognised this and they're clearly listening to their community. On a platform where discoverability is already quite hard for up and coming streamers, this will only come as good news. Next up we've got news of EA removing their FIFA points in Belgium. So, EA have finally pulled FIFA points in the Belgium release of FIFA 19. This comes off the back of the Belgian Gaming Commission declaring loot boxes in games should adhere to their gambling laws in April 2018. Many countries in the EU are looking at loot boxes and demanding companies remove these gambling features from their games. So, the Gambling Commission say, We're increasingly concerned with the risks being posed by blurring the lines between gambling and other forms of digital entertainment, such as video gaming. So uh, we've got a link to the full Gambling Commission article on the website, you can check that out at thisweekinvideogames.com Both Belgium and the Netherlands have declared the practice of loot boxes in-game isn't in line with their country's gambling laws and they're starting to crack down on this practice. Hopefully we'll see this spreading to other parts of the world and it'll be interesting to see how companies react to this. So next up we've got some Destiny news with Bungie adding the last word to Destiny 2 and teasing the return of another exotic hand cannon. So Bungie have added the exotic hand cannon, the last word into Destiny 2. Players have got to complete the draw exotic quest, which is part of the black armoury. And the quest was added at weekly reset on Tuesday, the 29th of January, 2019. As well as the last word coming back, it looks like Thorn is also returning as part of Joker's Wild in spring 2019 last word was an awesome gun in Destiny 1 and it'll be interesting to see how this compares to other hand cannons like Ace, Lunas and the Coup. Bungie also made Whisper of the Worm sniper rifle available all the time which is available on IO so if you haven't picked up Whisper of the Worm um, head on over to IO and go and get it. It's a really, really good mission. One of the best in Destiny 2. So that's it for the news this week. Next we're going to have a look at what's coming up. So next week uh, we've got Ape Out, which is coming to PC and Switch, that's on February the 7th. Then we've got BlazBlue Central Fiction Special Edition, Uh, that's coming out on Switch on February the 8th. We've got God Eater 3, that's available for PC and PS4, that's also on February the 8th. Then we've got Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 2, that's available on PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch on February the 8th. And finally, Stunt Kite Party, that's available on Switch. So that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks for tuning in. So if you like what you hear, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a nice review. Uh, We're happy to announce we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts and many other podcast apps. If you want to get in touch with the show, then email podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com or you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.